Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to You and HD, your identity in higher definition with Pastor Eric Miller. Join us in our journey of faith in God by taking an in-depth look into the Bible's authority and sufficiency to guide us in our Christian walk. Discover your identity in Jesus Christ today. How you doing? This is Reverend Eric. As we're making our way through Mark, uh, I left off at, at a very key part, and that goes into verse um, 24 to 25. Now, as we reach in this point in Mark, there is a very known issue going on that Jesus Christ makes known to us. Okay, by His very word, He says very clearly, "Pay attention." To what you hear. Let's go ahead and read and go over these verses together. And we're going to see exactly what we're talking about. So verse 21, that's just where it begins. This is how we use our light. We just discussed that from last video about your, the lampstand. Okay? We just discussed that. What do you do with your light? How do you function with when God has placed you on a lampstand? That not everything that God that God has hidden will stay hidden forever. There's a lot of things that God has hidden from this world at this time as Christ is is with him. He, the revealed Christ has not yet been made. He has not spoken about his, the, the, you know, who he is and what he's about just yet. He's just been preaching the gospel as we know it. So these important, these important facts known about Christ is not yet known, but it will come. It's not that it's not coming. It's coming. But at this point, it's not revealed. But we already know that the disciples knew about Christ but they didn't truly grasp who Christ is and what Christ is going to do but they will brothers and sisters so it says in verse 21 he said also to them is a lamp brought into brought into to be put under a basket or under a bed isn't to be put on a lampstand for there's nothing hidden that will not be revealed and nothing concealed that will not be brought to light if anyone hears to hear let him listen now, verse 24, Jesus emphasizes this very deeply, brothers and sisters. My God, my God, does he say something very emphatic, and we need to take it very seriously, because in Christ reiterates something, it's big news. Eric, you can say that about everything that God says. Yeah, but when he repeats himself, we all know as Christians, when God sees fit to repeat himself, we better start taking notes. Something ain't right. And he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. By the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and more will be added to you. For whoever has more will be given to him, and whoever does not have, even what what he has will be taken away from him. It goes back to what? Pay attention to what you hear. Pay attention to what you hear. 
In verse 9, he says, in, in chapter 4, he said, Then he said, Let anyone who has ears to hear, let him listen. He's talking about what? He's talking about the sower seed. So what are we talking about, Christ? What's Christ laying out on us? That's so serious that got him to where he said, Look, you need to pay attention. You need to get your ears cleaned out. You need to understand and take this seriously. So many times as Christians, we look at, we read our Bibles, we read our devotionals, we read some passages, and before we know, we're like, man, this is good stuff. We get it. Praise God and go out and follow none of those commands. We don't chew and meditate on any of those, those great proverbs or psalms. They just give us a temporary Starbucks coffee boost or a Red Bull boost and move us along. It's like a pre-workout before our day. God's word is not an energy pill. It is literally the food that we live off of. But when Christ gets real serious about this, which is not saying he ever took something light, but when he says, pay attention to what you hear, you can, that's emphatic. Hey, listen to me. Pay attention. I need you to listen to me right now. This is serious business. What's serious about it, Christ? When you look at the word pay attention, in the Greek it's put together, it's called blepo. To behold, to beware, to perceive in regard to sight and take heed to it. To perceive by the use of the eyes and sensory. To turn your eyes from anything to a specific point and to look upon and gaze upon it. To know its experience. You know when they say hearing and listening... They always hear that, are you listening, but you ain't hearing me. You know, you hear that a lot, or vice versa, how that's said. But you know what's interesting? Hearing, this is what this is a quote from someone. Hearing is simply the act of perceiving sound by the ear. Is that what Christ's saying? Hey guys, I want y'all to listen to what I'm saying just because I want to be able to make sure your ears are working. I want to make sure that you're that you can hear what I'm saying and that um, you know, your ears are working. I want to make sure they're not clogged up from diving in water or whatnot. Y'all been fishermen, so I want to make sure y'all got good hearing. That's not what he's saying. So what's he saying? Hearing is simply the act of perceiving sound by ear. If you're not hearing, if you're not hearing, hearing impaired, hearing simply happens. It's just active. You're constantly hearing anything and everything. Right now, this podcast will be playing in the background. You may not even be paying attention. You might be looking right at it and listening to my voice and still not be paying attention. It's active. Unless there's an impairment like you're deaf or you're hearing challenged or your hearing aid is gone of some sort. If there's some kind of obstruction, whether by physical or deformity or by choice, you're still actively listening, right? Before that person, they can't listen, so they can't hear it. So how does it apply when Christ said... Pay attention to what you hear. Isn't it amazing that when we have that God, Christ understood that point? Praise God. He understood that point that if someone who's deaf, they won't be able to what? Pay attention to the, the act of hearing the way we would. But what does blepo mean? Pay attention. What did we just read? It means to discern with the bodily eye. That means they can read. Sign language. There's no excuse, brothers and sisters. There's no excuse that we don't hear from God. There's no excuse that somebody say, God, you didn't warn me. No one can plead ignorance. Romans chapter 1. God given out creation and conscience. Nobody can plead ignorance. Nobody can go to the white throne when everybody's going to get judged and say, well, God, I never heard of you. I didn't even know you really existed. How did I even get here? I don't even know what happened. I fell asleep, died, woke up, I'm sitting in front of you. I, no, that doesn't work. Everybody know what I got dragged in the court. 
Everybody's been given a summons. Everybody's been given a, 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 a summons of some sort, whether to appear uh, for jury duty or you got to appear for sentencing or you got to go for a hearing. Somebody got something. Somebody's got something. You don't go into court shocked. You don't accidentally stumble into court shocked. Mr. Miller, what are you doing here? I'm not quite sure, Your Honor. I just kind of want to come on in and see what's happening. You know what's happening in, in the court system. You know why that judge bangs on that gavel. You ain't got to watch law order to know what that gavel sounds like. Everybody heard from God. Nobody can plead ignorance. So hearing is simply the act of perceiving sound by ear. If you're not hearing impaired, hearing simply happens. It's just active. It's always happening. Listening, however, something I'm really terrible at, brothers and sisters. Listening, however, is something you consciously choose to do. Listening requires concentration so that your brain processes meaning from words and sentences. Oh, we might got to read that again, right? Listening requires concentration. It is something you consciously choose to do. You got to choose to do it. So we can say that, that verse 21, sorry, verse 24 can say this. Christ can say, look, I need you to listen. I need you to choose to hear the words that I'm saying, comprehend them, understand them, put them in, in complete discovery of what I need you to say and what I need you to react to. I, you are now have the responsibility to listen to what I'm going to say. You are now been given the responsibility to act on what I just said. No excuses. Pay attention to what you hear. By the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And more will be added to you. The more you spend time in God's word. The more you spend time in God's word. The more revelation and knowledge will be given to you. It doesn't matter if you're the greatest hypocrite on earth. If your time with God is strong. And you spend an earnest heart in diving and digging in the scriptures. Your hypocrisy will become less and less every day. You will be marked by the presence of God. People will know when you're standing in line, that young man is a Christian. That young lady is saved. Even the, even the heathen can understand that. The unregenerate can see that. Your light will shine. And since Christ did not hide you under a bed, since Christ didn't put you in the closet and slam the door and say, I don't want nobody to be embarrassed by you. Because he ain't embarrassed by you. God is not embarrassed by you. He puts you right out in front of everybody can see. Isn't that Eric, that lying, manipulative sinner? How the heck did God save his life? Why did God save his life? Because grace and mercy. Because of the blood of Christ. And the transforming work of the Holy Spirit called sanctification every single day. Eric is being transformed. You are being transformed. You've been called that many times, whether behind your back or somebody will break the table to your face. I think that, you're, that you stink as a Christian. You don't do this. You don't do this. You don't do this. There's one thing you do do is you go to God, don't you, brothers and sisters? You spend time in his word. You know, spending time in God's word is not just an action. It is a choice. You are making a conscious effort to say, I 
want to learn about you, Lord. That is not something you should take lightly. That's not something you should, should, should spit on somebody else about. There's not a day that I goes by that I hear someone goes, oh, just because you're in the Bible every day don't mean you're any better than me. It doesn't mean that I'm better than you. It means I want a better relationship with God. This has nothing to do with you. And whatever knowledge I get, I want to share it with someone. How do we know that? Because it says here, right? The, the, by the measure you use, it will be measured to you and more will be added. It is not a secret that God reveals himself more and more as those who seek him. Matthew 7, 2 says it this way. For with the judgment you use, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. This is a maxim that Christ has made a very strong point to let people know. You reap what you sow. What you put in the ground, you will get back in fruit. You labor little, you eat little. You labor many, you get much back. You can't beat the system that God has set up because the system is good. The system is good. This is what we call divine administration. As you do the work, you get paid. As you go beyond the call of duty, you get blessed beyond the call of that duty. As you give your time, God gives his time and more in abundance. As you spend time with God, he spends even more so time with you looking inside your spirit, looking inside your heart, and unearthing the things that you want to keep hidden. See, that's a problem that, that we have today. No one wants to spend time with God because it's painful. You don't want them to look into your porno stash, right? You want them to look into your pictures on Facebook. You want them to look into your phone. You want them to look into your back seat. You want to look into that wine bottle you've been stashing. You don't want to look at the drug abuse that you're doing. You want to look at what you're doing to your wife or doing to your husband behind their back. Because you spend time with God, those things are going to come to light. How do we know that? Because as you're close to God, so is the truth. And it says, for there is nothing hidden that will not be revealed and nothing concealed that will not be brought to light. He's got to bring it to light if he's hanging out with you. God just can't sit there and say, you know, Eric, yeah, I know you're doing this dirt, son. But you know what? I just want to hang out with you like you're just one of my old pals and sons. My physical father may do that. But my father in heaven will not. He will, yes, actively spend time with me, but he will more so make sure that I'm being sanctified in that holy relationship. And praise God for that. Praise God for that. We got to praise God for that, right? But you notice it says, pay attention to what you hear by the measure you use, by your judgment, by how you relate to God, by how you go to God. But how you regard his message, how you regard the gospel, the good news, Evangelion, as you process the good news, as you spend time with God, as you go into a relationship with God, as you seek to, to gain more access to God, as you came to see what does the covenant of promise mean, as you start to learn what the, who's the writer of Hebrews, as you start to learn, well, who's Jude? Tell me about the apostles. Tell me about Christ. What does Christ mean when, he, when he's talking about the tax collector had beat his chest? Did you know that's a Jewish custom? When you start dig, digging and diving into the truth of God, God rewards. And he rewards 
handsomely. And don't be thinking you, that means your bank account is going to get full and your debit card is going to not get denied. doesn't mean that. It means what? The more spiritual work that you do, the more spiritual strength you have. There's a, uh, I'm sure you heard the, the, this, this, uh, this saying, man goes to heaven, uh, he's a preacher, okay? this is Jerry Vernon McGee first told the story that I heard. I don't know where he got it from, just go, I'm just going to relate it to you real quick here. So he says, man gets... Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. The heaven is a preacher, and he gets into heaven... And he's driving around, and St. Peter's the one giving him on a golf cart, and they go down Victory Land. He goes, you know, we'll take you to your mansion, you know, Reverend So-and-So. Reverend So-and-So is beaming and happy. He's just thrilled and happy as a lamb. You know what I mean? There's nothing. Reverend So-and-So is not concerned anymore. He didn't made it to heaven. He didn't done all that he's supposed to do by his mindset. He's in the pearly gates. He's on Easy Street now. No, technically he's on Victory Lane. Easy Street's coming up on the left. So here's Reverend so-and-so driving, I'm sorry, riding and St. Peter showing him, look at this house, look at that house, take a look at that mansion right there. Look at the, look, look at the angels over there singing and praising God. See that sitter in there? He goes, hold, hold on, St. Peter, hold on one second. Look at that millionaire's house. Look at that house. My God, that is a great looking mansion. He goes, I'm, I'm glad you pointed it out. That's Sister Abigail. Well, who's Sister Abigail? That person from the WWE? Joke, but not a joke. I watch WWE. I do watch it as Bray Wyatt's character. That's what he, whatever. I just revealed a little bit about my character that I do watch wrestling. So anyway, Sister Abigail's there. Remember her? No, nah, well, maybe not, but she was part of your church. She was that lady that sat in the back pew all the time, never missed a Sunday. And you know what she did? She took her $2 every single week and donated it. And that money went right to the missions. And do you realize that her two dollars over a thirty-year time was if it was able to put food on the table for some missionary down in, in, in North Africa. Man, I didn't know that she came from my church. Praise God! He goes. Saint Peter said, "Praise God indeed." Now I'm ad libbing this point because Vernon didn't say this exactly, but I'm just using the same story with my own twist on it, of course. So now that they turn left at. Actually, we're not gonna turn. Let me go turn right. We want to we want to go up Golden Lane because Golden Lane is a better it's a better it's a better view. The golf courses are more broad, and you know what's over there? The angels that like to actually play golf. You know, it's interesting to see angels play golf. They're more ha they're happier now because you're here. They've always been happy by serving God, but now that you're here, they're just singing praises. Are they actually hitting balls? Of course they are. Just take a look over there. As Reverend So and So looks over and sees the angels playing golf, he notices another mansion, and this thing is beautiful. It's a golden spire. It has three rings around it. The lawn is beautiful. And every, every, every time an angel walks by, it he sings in some melodious tone that Reverend So-and-So can't hear. And he goes, man, I want that. He goes, well, it's funny you pointed out that place. That happens to be Deacon Jones. The football player? No. Deacon Jones was on your Deacon board. You don't remember him? No. Well, probably not because he, was, he only showed up maybe like once or twice a month because he had some real bad cancer. And it was wearing him down, and he was in constant pain. So he couldn't always come to church service. But by his devotion, he made sure that not only was all the offerings taken up and collected right, he was also part of the building. 
He did the building fund. So he used to hire contractors and help people keep the church upkeep. And he also kept the lawn cut at all times. He made sure that even if it came out of his own pocket. And he did this so others that come to the church could be employed. You know, he paid handymen that came in from the street. And the homeless guy used to come in every Sunday. Did you realize that man was actually a carpenter? He's the reason your pulpit got redone. Oh, man, that's beautiful. Deacon Jones, thank you. And he was part of my church, Sister Abigail first, Deacon Jones now. Man, this is doing, I'm, I must have a huge mansion. St. Peter looked over at him, didn't say much, kept driving. Reverend so-and-so, St. Peter, what, what's wrong? Why, why that look? Now he started noticing, he sees trees and trees and trees and trees and trees. And finally, you see Reverend so-and-so, Reverend so-and-so drive. There it is, St. Peter. My house is cold. Oh my God, I got a, a yard. and You mean I got this whole street to myself? Kind of, sort of, the Reverend so-and-so. As he drives down that road, and it's a gravel road, and it's bumpy and jumping and hitting, and he's flopping around on the seat. He starts to get his rear end a little sore. He says, St. Peter, I couldn't. Why is, why is the lane all bumpy? There's no golden, there's no golden bricks anywhere. St. Peter tells him, I'm getting there. Just give some patience. This is a hard road. I got to concentrate. He finally parks and he sees it in front of him. Reverend so-and-so gets out in astonishment. He sees a shack. It literally only has three walls. All of them made out of tin. There's a small little, it looks like a teepee done badly. It's got a mud covering on the top. There's gravel everywhere. There's dirt running around. There's little spiritual raccoons walking in and out of his place. It doesn't even have a door on it. It just got a, a flap. Looks like somebody with a nail gun just stapled it together. He looks at St. Peter in disgust. He goes, St. Peter, what's going on, man? Look at my mansion. This is a hut. This is not even considered a home. St. Peter looked him dead in the face. He goes, by the measure that you used and the measure that God met it back with you, this is all the beard building material you sent up. Remember when Christ told you to store your riches in heaven? Well, this is all you gave us to work with. What do you want us to build your house out of? This is the measure that you use, and this is how you got God's reward. What are you sending up to God right now? How are you spending your time with God? How are you spending your hard-earned day after you finish working hard day all day at night as you, as you put food on the table for your children? Are you sitting down and putting food on your plate for yourself? Are you seeking the face of God? Are you using the judgment that you use against someone else? Are you using it against yourself? Are you taking the time to nurture the relationship between you and Christ? Are you taking time for God to dig and dig through your life to help clean up some of the mess that we created. Pay attention to what you hear. By the measure you use will be measured to you. And more will be added to you. For whoever has more will be given to him. And now we got a problem. Now we got something bad. And whoever does not have. Even what he has. Will be taken from him. That is a judgment brothers and sisters. That last part had me struggling, me and my fiance struggling for days. What does that mean exactly? What does that mean exactly? For whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. You know, it's one thing for us 
to use our, our judgment, put all our effort, all our passion, all our love, and pour it into, the, into God, pour it into study, pour it into prayer, pour it into devotion, pour it into worship. And as God rewards us for that, can you imagine those on the outside? This is what's going on with them. As they're hearing the gospel, goes back to the sower seed. As they're hearing the gospel, eventually it takes no root. And eventually it is removed from them. And so is their life. Brothers and sisters, that is a judgment of God that's being discussed in this last passage. For those that hear the merciful plea from Christ to repent and turn away from your sins, one day God is going to no longer speak to them. One day God is going to take back and recall the repent that all flesh should repent. One day God is going to turn his back and judge this world. One day, God is going to say, no more. I've reached my quota. I've reached my decision. I've made the call. My gavel is now hit. You are now judged. You don't want to be that way, brothers and sisters. Anybody listening to this podcast right now, I pray to God you have heard the message of Christ it has rung throughout your spirit and you've accepted the call. For those that have not, I beg you, I plead you, beg to God, plead to God, pray for hope. The God's ear is listening and hearing because of the grace and mercy of Christ that's being extended on God's behalf. God has opened the door for those to repent and come on to Christ. Yeah, but Eric, didn't we just didn't didn't John 6:44 says none can come to Christ unless God draws him? What do you think the draw is? The draw is the gospel. If you're hearing the gospel and you feel the tug, then act on it. Act on it. It's a good point for saved save folks. If the Holy Spirit is prompting you to get in the Word of God, get in the Word of God. If the Holy Spirit is prompting you to forgive that man, forgive that man. If the Holy Spirit is prompting you to, to spend time and worship God, worship God. This is not rocket science. We make things so complicated because of sin. We've got to fight back. God has already won the victory by Christ's sacrifice. Christ has given us the victory, but we got to act on it, brothers and sisters. We got to lunge at it. We got to die for it. We got to die for it. Now that you've been given life, you got no excuse. You got no excuse. You got to give back. You got to give back. By the measure you use, it will be measured unto you. And for those who don't, for whatever you have, what little you have, it will be taken away. Don't let God's mercy run you over. What do I mean by that? Don't let it pass by to when it hits you. And then when you get up, it's gone already. 
those that are in your circle, brothers and sisters, you are a lamp. And as God has placed you as a lampstand in someone's life, you are that light. You are what draws them to Christ. Well, how do I draw them? I'm not Christ. Christ lives in you. The Holy Spirit lives in you. You are, don't you, 1 Corinthians, do you not realize you are the temple of God? Do you not get that? Do you not understand that? You are the temple of God. You may, you heard this before, you may be the only church that people will ever go to. God has put you on that lampstand so their life can be saved. What are you doing about it? You've been given the, the, the responsibility of forgiving your brothers and sisters. You've been given the responsibility to fight for the relationships that you've been given. You've been given the responsibility to, to evangelize to those that are close to you. You've been given the responsibility to reach out to those that are in pain and punishment and to give them the healing touch of God. Whatever been what you, how you measure, how you judge a situation. Will God reward you or penalize you based on how you handle it? We cannot live under judgment of God all the time. But we got to get under from under that. Do you know how many times we make mistakes? I make mistakes. I blunder through it. Own it and take it to God and pray for strength. Own it and don't try to justify it and vindicate it. Own it and ask for help. Because how you act, what you speak, what you seek and how your relationship with Christ and how your view on Christ is, how your view on God is, is how other people go see him too. You're a lamp. God has placed you on a lampstand. You've been given a light. You've been given a gospel. You've been thoroughly equipped. And what are you going to do? Dear Heavenly Father, I ask that you look over us, Lord, prompt us, convict us to go out and share the gospel, share the gospel close to, to those that we love, to our co-workers, our friends, our family. Lord, teach us how to forgive and love and be able to bring our brothers and sisters close to us rather than pushing them away at any, any time we become upset or become obsessed with the wrong things in life. Lord, let that lamp and that light that you've given us, Lord, let it shine so bright that even we are taken back by the goodness of you, Lord, so that we will seek more and more of the light that you shine with us. Lord, don't hide your face from us as we, as we, as we do transgressions that are so great that should condemn us to hell. But as you said in your word, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. So we can ask for your forgiveness, Father. And Father, you will cleanse us and watch over us and help us do better in our relationships and our relationship with you and our relationship with this world so we can better save more sons and daughters from the fiery pits of hell. Forgive us for our sins and transgressions, God, as you... Send this word out and I pray all that listen, all that share this message with others, that they feel your humble, humble plea. For Christ said, take my yoke for it is light. Lord, let them feel the light yoke of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, you can find me on any podcast app. Doesn't matter what. Just look up Reverend Eric Miller, your RCK last name Miller, or hashtag UNHD as in Y-O-U-I-N-H-D. Uh, again, you find me on Facebook.com forward slash UNHD. You can find my YouTube channel. I don't do a lot with it. That may improve 
I don't know. I just I get more traction in podcasts. But you'll tell me by how many views and things happen. But more importantly, thank you for your constant vigil over this ministry, how many prayers you put into it, how you drive me to keep doing and keep pushing forward no matter what adversity faces me. And no matter adversity faces you, you always stand up and listen and take the podcast places that only God can lead it to go because of you being a light to this world. I love you very much. In Jesus' precious name, amen. You have just listened to You in HD. Your identity in Jesus Christ with Pastor Eric Miller. This ministry is made possible by your thoughtful prayers and donations. Join us each week as we continue to explore our Christian identity in Jesus Christ. May God richly bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.